Welcome to the podcast for the 21st Annual First Conference Kyoto, Japan, June 28th through July 3rd, 2009. The Forum of Incident Response and Security Teams is a global nonprofit organization dedicated to bringing together computer security incident response teams. I'm your host, Martin McKay, and I'll be bringing you weekly interviews highlighting the people who make the First Conference possible, the leading experts in the CSIRT field who will be presenting, and the topics that will be covered. The theme for the 2009 conference is Aftermath. Crafts and Lessons of Incident Recovery. The conference covers advanced topics in security incident prevention, detection, and response, the latest advances in computer and network security tools, and opportunities to share views, experiences, and resolutions in the computer security incident response field. For more information on the conference, please visit conference.first.org. And now, please join me for this week's interview in progress. Well, I'm here today with Mick Crean, who is the 2009 Program Chair for the 21st Annual First Conference in Kyoto, Japan. How are you doing today, Mick? I'm fine, thank you, Martin. Now, you're over in uh, in England, so this is a little bit of a, of a distance call and, and a huge time difference for you. It is, but that just reflects the, exactly the, the nature of CERT. Um, it's a global organization, and the members you know come from around the world. Well, now, for your day job, you work for British Telecom, and you're one of the people, or your company is one of the companies that's been with FIRST since the inception, isn't it? That's correct. You know, we were one of the sort of uh, founder members of FIRST, and we've continued to support FIRST uh, throughout its, uh, its history. So now, let's just go for some background. What exactly is FIRST, and what is the FIRST conference? Right. Well, first, uh, sort of came into being in the early, early sort of late eighties, early nineties, as, as a result of you know, something that one of the first internet worms, which brought uh, major portions of the internet to its knees. It was recognised that you know, we needed sort of worldwide coordination to fight the, these new internet threats, and first was a way of bringing together the certs from around the world, cert being the sort of computer emergency response team. Yeah, wasn't that the Morris worm that uh, started all this? It, it probably was, yes. So, but irrespective of you know, what worm or, or what it was, it is over you know, sort of the coming years, the threat from uh, various in- internet uh, worms, viruses, etc., has just grown exponentially. Now, what is exactly is the purpose of getting to be people together, at, like in the Kyoto conference, for all these people from certs around the world? Well, the primary purpose, is, as you said, is it, it's the, the one one opportunity to bring people together that, from the cert domain together to you know, basically network, share ideas, best practice. And and uh, this year, the best practice. Um, Competition is actually going to be a fairly large part, isn't it? It, it is. It's one of the strands of the first conference this year. So that's just been announced, actually, the, the, the sort of best practice contest. So submissions are open. So anybody that uh, is considering it, then obviously get, get your applications in uh, because the winner will be announced at the conference this year. Do the first conferences have a theme each year? Yes, they do. We uh, select a theme that we think is, is topical each year for the conference. And this year, the, the theme that was chosen is aftermath, crafts, 
lessons of instant recovery. Um, you know, one of the reasons we chose that is because uh, sort of Japan has has a history of uh, sort of uh, earthquake activity, so it's by no means unaware of, of natural disasters and the uh, incidents that, that that causes, and what, what you have to do to actually recover from those you know sort of major incidents like the earthquake. Uh, and indeed, one of the uh, keynote speakers we've got this year is coming from uh, JR West, uh, one of the rail operators in Japan, and they're going to be talking about you know, the, the impact of the earthquake that it had on their systems and, and IT, and you know, what it took to actually sort of recover from from those uh, from the earthquake. And, and that, that actually brings up a very good point. Somebody like me who is a security professional, I usually think of instant response and think about dealing with uh, a virus or a worm or uh, somebody t- stealing information. But first is a lot more than just that. It's about everything related to IT and, and to the Internet, isn't it? It, it is. And the, the word is about instant, instant response. And you know, whilst we, we share bre- best practice in terms of... You know, how to protect, uh, prevent the incidents occurring in the first place. The key thing is, is you know, uh, invariably, you, know, you will get hit by a worm or a virus. You know, we, we do our best to, to prevent it happening. But the key thing is, in successful organisations, is you know, when something like that happens, how do you contain it and how, how do you recover from it? What sort of, of businesses and groups can be part of FIRST? Is it limited to government cert organizations, or are there other uh, other people allowed in? No, no, no it, it's not limited to, to government organizations. Uh, commercial certs can, can be members. In, in, in fact, BT is a member. We, we are a public public company. Of, uh, uh, a variety of, of different organizations across the world. Uh, but the, the, the certs do have to meet certain criteria, uh, and they are sort of evaluated by FIRST and, and then are selected to become members of, of FIRST. The, the membership of FIRST is, is continually growing. Uh, I'm not sure what the precise number is now, but I know it's, it's over 180 or 190 organizations from around the world that are now members of FIRST. What are some of the keynote speakers and, and other speakers that are, are really drawing your attention? Uh, we, have, we have a number. I've, I've already mentioned that we have uh, a senior executive from, from JR West. We're pleased to say that we, we have a member from Interpol presenting at the conference this year. We also have another Japanese speaker, Suguru Yamaguchi, who heads up the JPCERT organization. From the U.S., we have uh, sort of uh, the internationally renowned Bruce Schneier, who's authored many security books and uh, has his own you know, security blog. And we have uh, you know a couple of other keynotes as well. So, you know, an interesting program. What caused you to choose Japan as the um, as the center point, as the as the place to meet this year? Well, as as first is, is a global organisation. Um, and the membership comes from around the world. It, it seems fitting that you know the conference actually moves around the world, and particularly you know in, in the current environment you know, with the economic downturn, you know travel becomes something of a financial challenge to get people out there. So so moving the conference around the world does allow 
members to attend that perhaps otherwise wouldn't, because if we held it annually in the US, then obviously the costs for people in Asia, PAC or Europe coming out there um, is it, ex- you know, extensive each year. So just moving it around to, to different locations seems the fairest way to do it. Now, one of the things uh, you had mentioned to me earlier uh, is that uh, the chair of the uh, of the program chair is something that changes from year to year. What do you take on when you when you become that position, and are you looking forward to giving it up after the the uh, event? Yes, uh, in terms of taking it on, it's quite a lot more than I expected originally. But uh, having said that, it, you know, it, it's a rewarding job as, as a program chair. Your responsibility is to actually you know, pull together a plan for the conference program and then find the, the speakers to actually populate that plan you know, and, and make sure that you get topics that are going to be of interest to the people coming to the conference and, and are topical and cover you know, the latest thinking in, in security incident response. It's. I mean, looking at the list of the people you have, it it's, looks like you've pulled together an, a, a wonderful group of people to talk, and, and uh, I'm personally really looking forward to attending the event. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased of how the conference is coming together, and particularly the list of speakers we've been uh, able to attract, and particularly, as I mentioned before, you know, we are sort of facing sort of t- tough economic times, but uh, you know, we've, we've got a, a, a pretty rich list of speakers that have, have come together and, and given support. And I think that just emphasizes you know, the importance that um, security and instant response is, is seen to be having within, in today's business. You know, security is now seen as, as a board-level issue. But do people still look at incident response as a subset of security, or are they looking at it as its own entity or something between the two? I think it's, it's something between the two. It, 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 as I said before, instance re- response is, is probably you know, a bit of an unsung hero in terms of uh, security because you get the, I suppose, more publicised fact about the, the, the use of firewalls, the preventative side, sort of the email scanning, the antivirus. But it, it, as I mentioned before, the key thing is, is when, when an incident does happen, is that you have the knowledge, the processes, the best practice in place to actually halt any damage that an incident is causing and have the ability to recover. Because if you look at incidents that occurred in, in sort of 9-11, when you know, we had, had the sort of attack on the Twin Towers, there's you know, quite a, a telling statistic in terms of how many businesses went out, out of business because they didn't have the appropriate uh, continuity and instant responses processes in place. So it, it is vital that you have this instant response plan and procedures in place uh, because if you don't, it can seriously jeopardize the business. I remember that there were a number of businesses that say, oh, we had backup, but they were just in a different office in the exact same building or the other tower. And other than that, they had nothing. That, that's correct. Uh, and, and another key, key point about uh, you know, ha- having the, these processes and procedures in place is not just to produce them. It, it's to make sure that they're tested on a regular basis. 
um, because you know when you most need it, you, you come and uh, you think you've got a, f- a fallback scenario, and you come to switch it on, and lo and behold, something doesn't quite work as you expected. How many people turn on their their uh, generator when the power goes out, only to find out somebody forgot to put gas in it? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. One of the uh, talks I'm really looking forward to seeing there is the uh, is a discussion about the incident response at the Beijing Olympics. That that's going to be a fascinating um, discussion. Yes, well, the talk is about sort of the whole security around around the Beijing Olympics. So we've got a couple of presenters uh, talking about that. We've got one talk from a colleague in, in China. Uh, about the Beijing, and we've got a, a, another talker from uh, Atos Origin who, who has been involved with uh, many Olympics, not just uh, sort of Beijing, but uh, the Olympics before that, and is also supporting the security for 2012 in London. Are you looking forward to that 20 uh, the 2012 Olympics? Oh, it's it's big news here in the UK. Um, but uh, as with all major major projects, you know, one of the focuses is on the cost of it. And uh, um, unsurprisingly, you know, there are one or two areas where you know the budgets are turning out to be a little bit higher than originally thought. It uh, it always happens that way. Yeah, but uh, you know, I'm. I'm really pleased that he's coming here to the UK because I'm, I'm certain it's going to bring sort of tremendous economic benefit to the country as well as some of the urban regeneration that it's going to create. And it's going to also give you a, a lot of uh, opportunity to learn more about incident response in, uh, in London. Oh yes, uh, uh, and, and security there will be a very, very major issue. So Mick, what's new and different about uh, the first conference this year? The program is slightly different from previous years. What we've done is for each day, we start the day with one or more keynote speakers. After that, we break the day down into three tracks. There's one track that focuses on instant response. We have another track that is focusing on management issues. So that is looking about the whole aspect around management of security and instant response. And then we have uh, a third track which focuses on the more technical side. And within the technical track, we have a couple of SIGs or special interest groups. Uh, One of them is focused on on law enforcement, and another one will be focusing on network monitoring. Well, that's that's actually a very interesting point because when we talk incident response, you've got everywhere from the guy who is manning the IDS and the firewall on up to the CEO of companies that have to be involved. Very much so. Uh, uh, And also, when you think that uh, it it can affect uh, things such as uh, security and, and, you know, Events that can happen that, that may need to involve, you know, sort of criminal prosecutions because of uh, data being taken inappropriately outside of the organisation. Uh, so we need to understand how to handle evidence and analyse evidence in, in a way that will make it admissible in a court. Uh, always fun collecting those sort of things. Very well. I wouldn't say it's fun, but unfortunately, it's a necessary part of uh, business today. So, how is uh, is first going about widening its appeal this year? We, we've got.
got a number of initiatives this year. Um, what we're looking to do is, is provide some more sort of social media aspects. What, we, what we're doing is we're uh, providing a conference update on, on Twitter. Uh, we've established a group on, on LinkedIn so that members can join that and, and sort of uh, communicate with each other. Uh, we're also using podcasts. We, we've used podcasts uh, at previous conferences, but this year we're actually uh, putting some podcasts out in advance of the conference. I think that's what we're doing today. It certainly is, and I believe you may have one or more, one or two more uh, scheduled before the conference in, in June. But the other thing as well is, is worth mentioning, we are scheduling a number of member-only podcasts, because um, it's worth mentioning that the FIRST conference isn't restricted to just members of FIRST. Individuals from, from outside FIRST can come along and, and you know, get to understand you know, what goes on and what it takes to establish a computer emergency response team. One of the other things that we're looking at, because for the FIRST conference, it is all, you know, all the papers are delivered in English, uh, it's being held in Japan and we're expecting a, a high proportion of, of Japanese attendees. So one of the things we're bringing to the conference this year is a translation service for, for those uh, attendees whose English may not be as good as it could be. And so we're going to provide a, a translation service so it will be available in Japanese as well. I, I'm sure a lot of your, your attendees will truly appreciate that. Yes, I'm, I'm sure they will. And you know, the, the whole thing is, is what we're trying to do is, is make the first conference uh, as, as open as we can and get as, as many people into the conference as possible. Well, Mick Crean, uh, thank you very much for taking some time out of your day to talk to me and, and uh, educate me on what FIRST is and, and the uh, Kyoto Conference for FIRST. Well, thank you, Martin, and I, I, I look forward to seeing you in Kyoto and as many of the members and people listening to this as we can. You've been listening to the podcast for the 21st Annual FIRST Conference in Kyoto, Japan, June 28th through July 3rd, 2009. For more information, please visit conference.first.org. I'm your host, Martin McKay, and I'll be bringing you more interviews from the speakers and organizers of the FIRST Conference, as well as interviews live from the conference itself. You can also listen to my weekly podcast at netsecpodcast.com and read my blog at www.mckeay.net.